Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Did you want to intro again, or do you want me to do it? No, go for it. Okay. Keith nailed it, by the way. His his. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did the intro, and, and the timing was perfect. Well, uh, he's done enough episodes of his podcast to maybe get something right. Well, hello, listeners. You're listening to This Week Today, a comedy podcast that takes a brief look at this week in history, news, entertainment, and more. Welcome to the show. I'm Toph. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? Toph, I gotta say, I'm doing very well. And I'm doing very well, in part because of the good friendship that I have with you, my friend. Oh, thanks, man. That's nice of you to say. I feel the same. Well, I, I just want to point out to the listener that I've had a tough couple of weeks and you have really been there at, you know, at every step of the way. And I appreciate that, man. Sincerely, I do. Your friendship is incredibly valuable to me. So thank you. Oh, yeah. I, I, your friendship is valuable to me as well. And you're, you're quite welcome. And mm-hmm. welcome back to the show, because in, in a rare instance, you, you missed last week's episode. Keith Gallo of the Papa Filmcast and the Podfix Network filled in. And now you're back. Thanks, buddy. And thanks, Keith. Uh, I, I would, I'd rather have my seat filled by no one other than, than you, the MVP of the Gravity Bird Interns. And uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be welcomed back. And uh, it's good to see you again. It's, I'm glad to be here. Well, to welcome you back, I have something for you. Oh, yeah? Gift? Yes. I'm glad you said it in those terms because normally I would save this for Christmas because it's Christmas-themed. However, you, above all people recognize that Christmas can be celebrated every day of the year. And we're exactly halfway to Christmas. Yeah, and it's July. You often have Christmas in July. Now, just real quickly, because this isn't what I wanted to talk to you about, but have you done your your summer Christmas celebration? No, I am doing that on Saturday. Are you really? Are you just saying that because I asked? No, Christmas uh, Christmas in July is on Saturday. Um, <laughs> it's the last day of July because I, go, I got back from the trip and everything. So Right. That's the last day. I always do it in July before Christmas. Great. Well, then I'm glad I asked. That's exciting. Okay, so I have something for you in honor of Christmas in July. Something, Maybe something that you want to play during your celebration on Saturday. It comes compliments of my daughter, Ellie, who is three and a half years old. And she's working on, Adam, a Christmas album. Oh, wow. Yep. She's just getting started. She's cutting the first couple of tracks, so I want to. We're kind of workshopping some things, so I want to play a couple things that she's working on for her for the first couple songs, and just you know, just give me your feedback. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Here is cut number one. Jingle bells, jingle bells, all the way. Hey, there you go. So, so that's just a brief cut of her her rendition of Jingle Bells. Is that like the uh, like the uh, like the radio like uh, like a ad- advert cut you know where yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a mashup kind of version? If you don't like that version, she did a second. So here's the second version of that one. Jingle bell, jingle bell, all the way. So similar but a little different. I like the hay as the punctuator. That was hers. In, in music, they call that a variation on a theme. <laughs> That's right. And this next one, this is an original. Oh, 
that's an original called Ho 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 He He He. I mean, that to me sounds like something that Bing Crosby would perform on the TV show as part of the perennial favorites. So I, I think she's <laughs> right? you've modernized a couple songs, done a throwback to the classics. I mean, she's ready for Christmas, dude. Yeah, <laughs> she's off to a great start, and <laughs> this means the world to me because it sounds like you're on board. You 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 give it the thumbs up. Well, I mean, two thumbs up, glowing, of course, and also I think it's going to be good to have in your household because while your Christmas spirit is on the rise, this is going to help rocket it into space. I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. It's contagious. You know, th- this could take me from being kind of kind of a well below average Christmas person to being much closer to an average Christmas person. Stakes are raised. Stakes are raised. And with your with you being a very highly rated Christmas person, that could take our show above average as a combined Christmas person. As a combined Christmas podcast. <laughs> right. So I'm very interested to see how the next few months go. And then when we have our Christmas episode this December, I mean <laughs> We'll check back in on this and see where we land. I mean, the Christmas quiz is going to be dope. You know, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Tons of like Christmas milk. You know, that's happening. I mean, the, the festivities. I mean, hopefully we get some good karaoke. We'll have to see. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So I just I just want to set you up for your Christmas in July celebration this weekend with some some t- some original tunes from my very own house. My sincere gratitude and uh, and my congratulations to your daughter, who is well on her way to a, a wonderful Christmas career. And to being a famous recording artist. You must be so proud. (laughs) So proud. (laughs) All right. Well, enough of that. Let's get started and take a look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Let's do it. So in addition to your Christmas in July celebration, today you can celebrate National Sneak Some Zucchini onto your neighbor's porch day. Tomorrow is National S'mores Day. S'mores? S'mores. S'mores. National S'mores Day. Tuesday is National Lazy Day. Wednesday is National Sons and Daughters Day. Thursday is National Middle Child Day. Friday is National Left-Handers Day. (laughs) And we'll wrap up this week of glorious celebrations on Saturday with National Bowling Day. Dude, this is going to be your hardest challenge yet. I don't know how the hell you're going to combine any of these into like, well, except for like maybe zucchini. If it's grilled zucchini, you can like melt it over a fire like s'mores. So, good luck with this one, pal. I'd like to see you try this mashup. Are you serious? I'm just saying. It's going to oh be a tough gosh. one. Your lack of faith is discouraging. <laughs> so, here goes. You could actually celebrate this with me, Adam, because you also have sons and daughters. That's right. Okay. So, let's just pretend that we're going to do this together. And Okay. Although we are feeling very lazy, we're going to overcome that. And we're going to kick off the day by pulling off a dastardly prank on our neighbors. And we're going to drop zucchini off on their porch and then run away. And then we're going to go to the bowling alley for a day of bowling. Now, I'm going to favor my middle child, Noah. And I'm going to make everyone else bowl left-handed. And then we're going to wrap it up that night by roasting s'mores. Nice. That was well done. Okay. So so it was so well done that I was like thinking about logistics of like the zucchini prank instead of focusing on the fact that you nailed it. <laughs> Don't sound so surprised, sir. <laughs> it's like, how can we like really like mess with him with the zucchini? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. He did it. He did it. That's, that's the real focus here is he did it. <laughs> and now I really want a s'more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we celebrated our fantastic day by, by roasting s'mores. So I had some of those the other day, buddy. And there, you know what? I find that one is enough, but man, is it delicious. That's a great point. I'd agree with that. 
Yeah. And I just go to marshmallows, straight toasted marshmallows. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, with that, why don't we turn our attention to this week in history? All right. I don't mind if I do, but I do want to say one more time. Nicely done, buddy. Nicely done. Thank you. All right. So we're going to kick it way back to kick off our history. In 30 BC, Cleopatra dies by suicide. Not to be trifled with. I think she ate too many marshmallows until she <laughs> just could not have another one. She overdid it on National National S'mores Day. Yeah, I just I think you know I mean it's, it's I mean it's in the cave drawings you know in the uh, in the in the pyramids but uh, man that's off that, that sneaks sucks. up on you. It gets you every time. Okay, so we're gonna flash forward like 1900 years and go right into Alcatraz. The first federal prisoners land on Alcatraz in 1934, which I think is really cool. And of course, we all love the movie The Rock. So a couple years later, you got the Olympics, buddy. Jesse Owens wins his fourth gold medal in front of Adolf Hitler himself at the Summer Games in Berlin. In your face, Hitler. <laughs> All over your face. I love the comedian who was like, you know, that ride back in like the limo with Hitler must have been really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his guards must have been like, uh, so <laughs> how do you like the swimming event? <laughs> how about that long jump, sir? <laughs> Awesome. Okay, well, flash forward a couple decades, and you have, uh, in 1973, hip-hop is born at a birthday party in the Bronx. And I'm pretty sure that Peter DeVilvis was the genesis of that. Now, we all know that Peter DeVilvis is similar to Doctor Who in that he's timeless and can kind of be in all places at all times. So that's 100% plausible to me. What do you think? Oh, there's no question. I'm just going to declare it here. And, you know, Peter, you can certainly call in and confirm if you like but i'm going to claim that peter devilbus invented hip-hop yeah and the the thing is it's not a stretch to even consider that as a possibility so i second that motion no so let it be written so let it be done peter devilbus invented hip-hop in 1973 in the bronx well moving past that major milestone we have a kind of a lesser story here in 1974 nixon resigns and the next day gerald ford is sworn in who has called our show gerald ford many times including last episode yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a regular at this point. He's a regular. Uh, a couple years later, in 1977, the son of Sam serial killer is arrested. So, eat your breakfast, kids. A couple years later, this is going to be a three a three-peat. Tove, in 1988, we have three things happen. 1988. Number one, the Chicago Cubs host the first night game in the history of Wrigley Field. Now, this is not your Sandlot night game. It's a real night game. Second thing is, in 1988... Gangster rap hits the mainstream with the release of NWA's Straight Out of Compton. Straight Out of Compton. And boy, was that a game changer. Again, a direct result of Peter DeVilbo's inventing hip hop. And finally, in 1988, the last thing in 1988 is the great one, Wayne Gretzky himself, is traded to the Los Angeles Kings. How do you feel about that? Possibly one of the dumbest trades in the history of sports. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Absolutely. Adam, how about the news? Well, you know I love news and jingles, so do it. Okay, Adam, I'm going to... We're going to walk through this story like we normally do, but I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. There should be a couple things that you're going to identify that don't quite add up. Okay. Authorities have arrested seven people 
after the mummified body of Amy Carlson, age 45, was found in a home in the tiny rural town of Moffat, Colorado. Now, Carlson was known as Mother God by her followers as the leader of the spiritual group Love Has Won. So a member of the group told the sheriff's office that the group had his two-year-old son and wouldn't let the boy leave. That follower, who has not been charged, told investigators he had taken in a group of people who needed a place to stay. So, so, this, so just to set this straight, the guy we're talking about owns a home in Moffat, Colorado. And a group of people, I don't, I don't know if they knocked on his door or how he ran into them, because Moffat, Colorado is a very, when it says tiny town, it is a tiny town, okay? So somehow this group of seven people came to him and they're like, hey, we need a place to stay. And he takes them in. Hmm. So the guy takes in these people and then he takes a trip to Denver. And when he gets back from his trip to Denver, he, co- he comes into his house and in the back bedroom, he discovers the body of Amy Carlson. What? He reported the discovery to police and said he believed that the group had transported Carlson's body to his home from California. A sergeant searching the home said the remains were decorated with... Are you ready for this part? I can't wait. (laughs) So the body was decorated with Christmas lights, Christmas tree lights, set up in some kind of shrine with glitter makeup around the deceased person's eyes. Yes. (laughs) Festive to the very end. (laughs) So he he finds a dead body in the back bedroom of his house after having been gone for a few days, and she's wrapped in Christmas lights and has glitter makeup on her eyes. Well, because what else would you do with a dead body that you're worshiping? That's fair. <laughs> Investigators searched a, an SUV on the property and said that the back seat was laid down, and this is one of my favorite parts of the article, the back seat was laid down in a position consistent with someone transporting the mummified remains. Or hockey equipment. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, just because the seats are down, like, mm-hmm. if you're going to carry them... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly they've been transporting the mummified remains of someone. <laughs> Dressed in Christmas lights with sparkles around the eyes. Yeah, there's no other possible explanation for why those seats are down. No, not not even a little bit. I mean, that's not circumstantial evidence, not even a little bit. <laughs> right, the seats were down. <laughs> yep, this is where the mummified body was carried. I've been in the business, in the police business, for 35 years. This is where it happened, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Two children... A 13-year-old girl and a 2-year-old boy were in the home at the time. Each of the seven people who were arrested were charged with the abuse of a corpse and two counts of child abuse. Wow. The corpse abuse, that seems fairly clear. The article offers no evidence or information about why they were charged with child abuse. Okay. Oh, my God. So, who has a rule about corpse abuse, first of all? Secondly, how do you determine corpse abuse? And then... Like three, what if the corpse was like, uh, like, uh, like willingly taken, you know, like like who does the corpse, who does the corpse belong to when a corpse becomes a corpse? Well, and and what constitutes uh, like honoring the dead in some sort of ceremony or abusing it? This is so bizarre. According to the affidavits, the sheriff's sheriff's office has received many complaints from families across the country saying love has won is brainwashing them and stealing their money. Now, I don't know if you've ever looked up the Love Has Won cult, but if you Google it, there are tons of articles about it. So you can go down that rabbit hole as deeply as you want. (laughs) I'm doing it right now. (laughs) And I think there was a Vice article or documentary about it. What? 
And the last thing I'll say about this, Adam, because I think you'll appreciate this. Carlson's followers believe she communicated with angels and that she was leading them to a great awakening. The group, and this is, this is my second favorite part of the article, which established itself in Southern Colorado in 2018, offers spiritual intuitive ascension sessions and sells spiritual healing products online. What? So they have a little online store, Adam. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm not finding like their website. You know what I mean? If they're going to go this I far. I looked for their website because I was going to see what kind of products they actually had. Yeah, that I didn't find. I just found a bunch of articles about how terrible they are. Ooh, and it looks like it's appeared under a new name, K-E-S-Q. Maybe we can find it after all, buddy. We can post it on the uh, <laughs> in the Gravity Beard interns for anybody who needs like, you know, product. <laughs> <laughs> who needs spiritual intuitive ascension sessions or spiritual healing products? <laughs> I mean, who among us doesn't need that? <laughs> I'm going to raise my hand because I need it. All right, same. Same, yeah. 100%, high as I can. Okay, so before we move on, Adam, did you catch the part that seemed a little bit like something was off or missing? What, like the child abuse? Like it was just kind of glossed over? Like did he take in a group of people and they they took over his house and took his children's ho- children hostage? And then he's like, okay, I'm going to go to Denver and I'll sort this out when I get back. Yeah, guys, <laughs> I can't deal with this right now. I got to go to, I got to go to freaking Denver. And then the body was found in his house, and yet he was not charged at all. Like, he's free and clear of this, except he's alleging that his child was sort of abducted or held hostage. Like, the through line regarding the children and the fact that he's not pinned with anything regarding the dead body that was found in his house, those two things seem really strange to me. So, I have an easier time with him not being charged than I do with the kid situation. But also it feels like it should be like a much larger part of the story. Well, I guess what I'm saying is it's just bad journalism because they don't explain it in the article at all. (laughs) Right. That's the real thing. (laughs) Right. That's really what I'm after is that (laughs) I guess. Okay. In this example, it is bad journalism to your point. I think also it's probably hard to write a story about something like this because I think a lot of things are not going to make sense. So you're just trying to get like some semblance of like a story on paper because this is all so crazy. Okay. So to your point, this makes this even better. The population density of Moffat is 119 people. When they say tiny, they mean tiny. As of 2000, there were 114 people estimated as, as of the census. In 2019, now there's 119. So somehow they either had five kids in the last 20 years or five people were dumb enough to like, they're, probably their car broke down, like a family of five broke down <laughs> and now they just live there. Like, <laughs> nah, we'll just stay. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of like how I feel like a nursing home. If you go in there, like, and you trip and fall down, like, that's it. Like, now you're in there. You know, <laughs> like, you break your ankle. That's it. You're not, now you're in the nursing home. You know, they just shove some forms in front of you to sign. And then leave yeah, you on and, the floor. Now, and now you're in. Yeah, and, not, and like not like it's just going to be weird, and you don't know what's going on. That's how I feel about Moffat. <laughs> they don't. They don't help you up off the floor. They just elevate your right arm to scribble on the bottom of some forms, and then they leave <laughs> yeah. you there. Yeah, and and suddenly you have a room, and your family comes visit you, but not nearly enough, and you miss them. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's Moffat. <laughs> yeah, Moffat is a city nursing home. <laughs> Has a total area. So Moffat has a total area of 1.4 square miles. All of it land. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What a terrible place to go or be in. To be fair, it's in Colorado, so it can't be that bad. 
I don't know, man. I think that like now, if you're in the, a place with like a, a village, basically, it's got to be just cold. You're not even in the mountains, so it's just cold and snowy. Dang, man, you just downgraded Moffat to a village. <laughs> it's not even a it's town. Called a, it's called a statutory town. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, folks, gather up. I got some bad news. If we lose just another few people, we're getting downgraded to village. Okay, let me take this one step further. Okay, statutory towns have an elected mayor and a board of trustees composed of the mayor and four or six additional members elected at large. These are roughly equivalent to villages in other states such as villages in New York and Delaware. (laughs) 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 Well, I I think we've gotten distracted from the main story here, but um, now we just have bad news for bad news for Moffat. Dude, the... The town mayor is called the police judge. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this right, is where well, you cut to the clip of, uh, of Jim Carrey saying, man, you are one pathetic loser, Moffat. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, as much as I'd like to continue to kick Moffat in the crotch, <laughs> we have run out of time and we don't have time to get to our next story either, Adam, but I do have a headline. Okay. And I, I, I want you to brace yourself for this one. Okay. You know, Adam, sometimes you make me repeat the headline more than once just because it's just too much to digest all at once. (laughs) Almost every time. Okay. Well, here we go. (laughs) Elderly couple accidentally burns down home during sex game involving World War II flamethrower. (laughs) Okay. I don't need you to repeat that, but my God, I wish I could have been there. <laughs> I mean, were they storming Normandy? You know, like, were they on the beach? Like, <laughs> in a matter of speaking, yes, he was. <laughs> Dude, the, the life expectancy of people that did flamethrowers was like minutes, right? <laughs> so maybe that's all, as long, as long as he could laugh, as long as the flamethrower was active. I think the word that makes, that makes me enjoy that headline the most is elderly. Yeah. Yeah. But was it like super elderly or like 50s? You know? Are you asking questions, Adam? (laughs) What have we talked about? You asking questions. You fool. (laughs) Foolish mortal. You know how this works. All right, Adam. I think it's time for birthdays. Okay. Well, since we took up so much time disparaging Moffat, let's go ahead and blow through (laughs) these really quickly. (laughs) What are they going to do? What are they going to (laughs) do? Nothing. Okay, here we go. All right, blazing quick. And I think we have a, a, a music bed, too, so we don't have to have any uh, manual singing for this one. That's a weird, very niche joke. Here we go. Okay, Anna Kendrick. She turns 36 this week. Chris Hemsworth turns 38. Roger Federer turns 40. Dion Sanders turns 54. Halle Berry turns 55. Our friend Sir Mix-a-Lot turns 58. Antonio Banderas turns 61. Magic Johnson, 62. Steve Martin, 76, Sam Elliott, the banquet beer, turns 77, and Dustin Hoffman turns 84. That's a great list of birthdays. All right. How about some born this week, but now dead? (laughs) All right. Thank you, Clay Groves. Adam, I just have one person who was born on this day, but is now dead. All right. That's pretty good. Annie Oakley died in 1926 at the age of 66. Today, she would have been 161. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? Okay, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke so much. 
Steam. All right, Adam, just one more thing before we go. Boo. It's a voicemail, and it's directed towards you. Uh-oh, crap. This is either going to be really good or really bad. Oh, hey, hey, Adam. Hey, Toph. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. Uh, my name is... Uh, my name is... You know what? You don't need to know my name. Uh-oh. But anyway, I was listening to your show, and I was thinking... You know what? My whole life I'd wanted to be on the radio. And you guys aren't really on the radio. You just got a silly podcast. Hey. But it's close. It's close to radio. And I thought I'd like to do that myself. And so, uh, so Adam, I tried to get a hold of you. I couldn't do that. So I found Tof and I said, I reached him. I said, hey, Tof, I'd like to co-host the show. Can I take your place? And he said, of course. You know, cause, you know, Tof seems like a good guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy, and so he said, "Of course you can, but you got to clear it with Adam. You know, it's got to be okay with Adam." And so Adam, I'm, I'm asking, I'm, I'm, I'm calling up, and I'm asking, you know, can I can I take Tof's place? Can I close the show? You know, will you let me do that? You know, but if you say yeah, I can, I just got one condition. You know, you sometimes you say things on the show that uh, you know you use language I'm not comfortable with. You know, I'm a, I'm a man of civility. You know, I like uh, I'm a man of class. And so you, you gotta you gotta agree to to not use certain language. In any case, uh, I'd really like to do this. So uh, you know, let me know. Let me know if you know if it's okay and and when I can. Like come on the show. Okay. All right. You guys are doing a great job. I, I love it. I love it. Keep it up. Another proposal, Adam. Did you say that that was okay? Yeah. You know, I got this weird phone call from this guy, and I was like, "Who is this?" and he wouldn't. He refused to tell me his name. Okay. And uh, but he said he was a big fan and wanted to try to co-host the show. Is one of his dreams was to be on a podcast. And I was like, uh, I mean, it's okay with me. I mean, you got to talk to Adam, but but sure, go for it. I I don't care. Well, I mean, we we are in the business of making other people's dreams come true simply by existing. So, right. I mean, I I would like to hear the stipulations on the the things that I say that are you know he's not okay with because <laughs> I feel like you know you chose me, which means you saw the skills, so you can't you can't curb the beast. I mean, listen, I I don't have a problem with it, and you know that, okay? He just has one condition. It sounds like he's he just has a problem with your occasional foul language. To be fair, he didn't say that. He that's said true. certain language. That's no, that's fair. That's fair. So I, I don't so. I mean, get back in touch with him. Work yeah. out the details, but yeah, you have two people that have reached out to you. you have Cowboy, Cowboy Jim. Well, you know, Cowboy Jim is. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear about Cowboy Times. So, yeah, so, so you're bracing yourself for Cowboy Times, and now you've got this other guy, that, another guy that wants to co-host the show with you. So, I, I say give it a shot. Like well, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to try anything once. Yeah, he's, he seems he's got, like he's got a voice and a personality for radio. <laughs> 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 he's very lively. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he'll fit right in. You know? Oh yeah, like he's <laughs> yeah, he's just brimming with life. <laughs> I think I think you'll love working with him. I think the great. word is teeming, teeming. Yeah, yeah, he's teeming with you. Right, that's perfectly <laughs> put. <laughs> yeah, that guy, that guy's just bursting with with yeah, vivaciousness. With, with, with <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he's got a real good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, although he doesn't, he's asking me not to be myself, which you know, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't think he said that. That's not true. No, he just said he wants to talk to you about some some of the some of your language. 
Well, he needs to specify what language. Yeah, that is for sure. I mean, reach out to him. See, if, um, He seems very reasonable. I think he can work something out. So just get in touch and let me know what happens. Well, we'll see what he says. Okay. All right. I still don't know his name, so he, he wouldn't... He would give it to me and he wouldn't leave it on the message, so... Yeah, he who shall not be named at this moment. Okay, well, before we wrap things up, Adam, I just wanted to let the listeners know that uh, the fellas, uh, Keith and Derek, were nice enough to have me on the pop-up film cast this past week, so... If you're listening to this, you can now go back and listen to this just this past week's episode of Pop-Up Filmcast, also on the Podfix Network, and to hear me. Well, two things. Number one, I'm glad you were there. I can help class up the joint finally. Number two, every time I hear the word Pop-Up Filmcast, I want to go, Pop-Up Video. You know, the old uh, jingle from <laughs> <laughs> the Pop-Up Video jingle on VH1? Of course. Of course. <laughs> so... And, and I do want to let you know, Adam, despite my best efforts, I couldn't get their clapping right. They're, they're a mess over there. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. What are they yeah. doing over there? All right, well, let's finish up with some credits. Come join us in our Facebook group. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. Find us on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. The number for the Jean Benet Ramsey Crime Tips Hotline is 214-531-3936. We'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. For more information, go to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Thank you to our friend Phil Root for our custom logo. For my pal Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host Toph. You've been listening to This Week Today. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. We are shocked and enraged. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. Man, you are one pathetic loser, Moffat.